Welcome back to the Schoolyard Sports Lane Frank podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. Today in episode four, we'll be discussing the NBA Finals as they are finally here, the MLB playoffs, and what a week it was in football, NFL, and college football, and so much more. So let's get into it. Let's start with our weekly headlines. Let's move right into the NBA as the Heat-Lakers final series is set now. The Heat beat the Celtics in six games. The Lakers beat the Nuggets in five games. Both series weren't really that competitive. The Heat went up 2-0 on that series to start the series. The Lakers uh, went up 3-1, then finished it to go up 4-1. They're a pretty close series. We'll have to see how this series goes. Finals, obviously, the biggest one of the year. We'll just have to wait and see who will be the new champion in the NBA. But next in the NBA, Doc Rivers is officially out as the head coach of the Clippers. They moved on from they fired him. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, he couldn't figure out how to get it to work. Maybe Tyron Lue, a new coaching candidate who is their assistant coach right now, maybe he can get it to work for them if he uh, becomes the head coach. Maybe they'll get somebody else like Brett Brown, another coach. We'll just have to wait and see. But Doc Rivers is now out as the head coach of the um, Los Angeles Clippers. But Billy Donovan, who was fired by the Thunder, is now officially hired by the Bulls. I was very surprised when the Thunder fired him. I thought he was a Coach of the Year candidate. I thought he could have even been Coach of the Year. So I was shocked when the Thunder hired him. I'm glad he's with the Bulls. I think he can maybe turn Zach Levine into a crazy good player. Here he is, a really good player. But I think he can turn him to like an all-star every year type of player. I think he can bring them back to the playoffs the Bulls. We'll have to wait and see. They have a lot of young talent on that team. I think Billy Donovan knows how to take advantage of that. Let's move over to the NFL now. There's another week of injuries, not like last week. But this week, Tariq Cohen tore his ACL. Michael Pittman is out indefinitely with the surgery. So many and a couple other injuries. And Jarrell Casey is also out for the season. Vaughn Miller was out for the season before um, the season even started. The Broncos are injury-riddled team. Uh, Drew Locke is out. A bunch of guys on that team are out. Cortland Sutton has tore his ACL. So pretty much almost every player on the Broncos team, it seems like, is out. But Nick Foles is now officially named the starter of the Chicago Bears, Mitchell Trubisky, he had a really bad game. He didn't have a really bad game. He was having a pretty bad game against the um, Falcons. They decided to pull him as they were losing by a lot, put in Nick Foles. Nick Foles led a huge comeback win. The Falcons choked again. It's a Falcons thing, just like last week with the Cowboys. When they lost to the Cowboys, they choked that game. So the Falcons, they lost that game. Nick Foles got a great comeback. I don't think it was the right move of Matt Nagy to bench Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, they got he, Nick Foles got the job done. I think Mitchell Trubisky was playing well enough to stay in the game. But Nick Foles is now officially the starter for the Chicago Bears. In the MLB, the playoffs are officially set, and the Miami Marlins are in the playoffs. One of the worst teams in MLB last season. There, uh, Many people are saying, oh, they're like a double-A team. They're so bad. Yeah, the Marlins are in the playoffs. The horrible uh, Marlins from last season, the season before, they're in the playoffs this year, and they maybe could have a shot to win the World Series. We'll just have to wait and see. It was a crazy week in college football. Kansas State beat Oklahoma. Yes, Kansas State, the team that lost to Arkansas State, beat the number three team in the country, but led by Spencer Rattler. That's absolutely crazy that they beat Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma's playoffs hopes are officially done now. Not officially. I think they could win a couple more games, maybe uh, try and get back in the playoff race. I don't think they can. That's a horrible loss to Kansas State. I think Kansas State lost to Arkansas State, an unranked group of five team. That's absolutely horrible for Oklahoma that they lost to Kansas State. But that wasn't the only upset. KJ Costello in the Mississippi State Bulldogs, led by Mike Leach's air raid offense, beat the LSU Tigers, the reigning champions from last season, Miles Brandon had a horrible game. LSU's new quarterback. He's no Joe Burrow. He's not Joe Burrow at all. KJ Costello might be the new Joe Burrow. He broke the SEC passing yards record in just his first game ever in the SEC. That is crazy. He threw for 600 yards. KJ Costello had an amazing game, and he could definitely make a run at the Heisman. And that's about it for headlines this week, as there are a lot. 
Let's move over to Schoolyard Sports Game Day now, a segment where we predict all our NFL games for the week, uh, most important ones. I was 4-6 and six last week. That was not good at all. Let's try and prove that this week, and let's get right into it. First game we have, Broncos-Jets. Battle of the 0-3 teams on Thursday Night Football. I think the Broncos do get the job done. They're an injury real team. They have a bunch of injuries. Drew Locke plays. I think he will play. Philip Lindsay, Vic Vangio, the head coach. Broncos said he will probably play. So I have the Broncos beating the Jets in this one because I think the Jets are one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. Next game, we have Colts-Bears. Bears, but close. Nick Foles is their new starting quarterback. Colts, they lost to the Jaguars in week one. Jaguars haven't won a game since. I think the Colts, they beat the Jets last week. But that's just the Jets. I think the Colts of Phillip Rivers, I think they can keep it close a little bit, but I think they'll lose the Bears at the end. I have the Bears, but really close in this one. Next game after that, we have Browns-Cowboys. The Cowboys, their defense is pretty bad. The Browns had three picks last week. That's pretty scary. Their defense is really good now. The Browns, I think if Dak Prescott, I think if they can get him throw a couple picks, I think that would be it for the Cowboys. So I have the Browns winning this one over the Cowboys. Steelers-Titans. If the game even happens, I don't think it will. The Titans' practice facility was closed this week. I mean, the Vikings, too, The uh, since they played the Vikings. But the Titans had three players test positive and three coaches. That's bad. I don't think the game will happen. But if it does, I have the Steelers coming away with this one. It's a battle of you know, a three and no teams. I think the Steelers will win this one. I'm not sure. Uh, I think Ryan Tan will have a, a pretty bad game. I think Big Ben and that front seven will have a great game. I think the Steelers win this game. Next game, we have Seahawks-Dolphins. Dolphins are coming off a pretty big game from Thursday Night Football against the Jaguars. The Seahawks, I think they're a bit dependent on Russell Wilson. I think their defense needs to step it up a bit. But if they can do that, I have the Seahawks. Because I think Russell Wilson is one of the best players in the NFL this season. But the defense and a couple other players need to step up their game a little bit. After that, we have chargers Bucks. Uh, Tyra Taylor is out for this game. Justin Herbert didn't have the greatest game last week against the Panthers. They lost that game. But the Buccaneers, I mean, Tom Brady, I think they come away this one big. I have 45-14 Buccaneers over the Chargers. I think uh, Justin Herbert can learn a lot from this game playing against Tom Brady. But I think uh, Justin Herbert, I think he won't have a greatest game. But the Bucs might have the best defense in the NFL this season. I think Tom Brady, this is a breakout game with the Bucs. Next game, we have Texans-Vikings. Same thing with this game. This game might not happen. The Vikings have to close their facility, too, because they played the Titans last week. But this is about the 0-3 teams. I had the Texans winning this one. Kirk Cousins, oh boy, he's bad. Kirk Cousins this season, ter- horrendous QBR. His completion percentage isn't good at all. Uh, I think um, Kirk Cousins, I think the Texans D, there's rumors that they might sign Earl Thomas. I think if they sign him, they can maybe get a pick or something on Kirk Cousins. But I have the Texans winning this one because, I mean, it's at home for them. Vikings taking out the trip to Texas. I don't think this game will happen either. But if it does, I have the Texans winning this one. After that, we have Giants-Rams. Giants, I mean, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL this season, losing to an injury-riddled 49ers team. 49ers, I mean, their quarterback was out, their running back was out, their main player in defense was out. I think I have the Rams in this one big over the Giants. Next game, we have Patriots-Chiefs. This is a battle between Cam Newton and uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes had a great game on Monday Night Football against the Ravens. I think Patrick Mahomes has a chance to win MVP this season. Same with Cam Newton. But I do have the Chiefs coming away in this one. I mean, kind of like the Seahawks-Patriots uh, game. But I do think the Patriots will lose by a little bit more in this one. So I have the Chiefs in this one by 10. We have Bills-Raiders now. I mean, the Bills had a great game against the Rams last week. They almost blew it at the end. They did get the win. But uh, I think the Bills, they're one of the best teams in the NFL this season. I think Josh Allen can definitely have a chance at MVP. Derek Carr and the Raiders are also having a good season, even though they lost to the Patriots last week. But I do have the Bills winning this one kind of close. Next game, the last game, 
Eagles 49ers. If the Eagles lose this game, I think that's it for Carson Wentz. I think they need to bench him or something. Because if they lose to an injury or a 49ers team, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo will play. If he doesn't play and the Eagles lose to them, if Raheem Mostert doesn't play, a lot of injuries to the 49ers defense, then Carson Wentz doesn't do well against that team. I think that is it for Carson Wentz in, um, in the Eagles' career. But I have the 49ers coming away in this one. Let's move to top five now. Today's top five is top five bowl predictions for the NBA Finals between Heat and Lakers. Let's get right into it. At number five, Anthony Davis will have a pretty bad series, I think. I think Bam Adebayo will be a great defender, uh, will play great defense on. I don't think Anthony Davis will have a good series in the finals at all. At number four, we have Bam Adebayo uh, having a great series, unlike Anthony Davis. I think Bam Adebayo, I think matching up with Dwight Howard, I think uh, that's uh, not a mismatch, but I do think Bam Adebayo will uh, have a better series than Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis. I think Bam Adebayo will have a great series. He pretty much won the game for the Heat in Game 6. He had 32 points. Bam Adebayo is an elite player, I think. So I do have Bam Adebayo having a great series, and that's number four. Number three, it goes to seven games. It'll go to a Game 7. I think the Heat, they can force a Game 7. I think the Lakers, they uh, like I think they might lose a couple games. Maybe Game 6, Game 3. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe even Game 1. But I do have this series going 7. And number two, we have LeBron absolutely going off. I think LeBron James will have an absolutely amazing se- uh, finals, and that's pretty much shown. I mean, the twenty last time he was in the finals in 2018, he had 51 points in game one. After that game, he broke his hand, he said, after the um, series was over. They broke his hand after game one, punching a whiteboard. But I think LeBron James will have an absolutely amazing series in the finals. Uh, do you think he'll have an amazing series? Leave that in the comment section. But let's move over to number one now. Number one. Of the Lakers winning this series, I think it'll, uh, it's going to go to seven. Like I said, I think it's going to be a really competitive game seven. I think it'll come down maybe even to the buzzer. I think LeBron James, he could even come up with a game winner, buzzer beer. You never know. But I do have the Lakers winning this series, and that's my number one bowl prediction for the NBA Finals this year. And that's about it for top five today. Leave your top five bowl predictions for the NBA Finals in the comment section. Let's move to our Did You Know segment now. Did you know that in the NBA, until 1925, after every basket, the referee would do a jump ball? That's absolutely crazy. Imagine that being in the NBA today. I mean, LeBron James hitting a three, then going to a jump ball right away. That's kind of crazy to think about. Um, that uh, What do you think would happen if that was still in the NBA? I'm glad that rule isn't there anymore. But that's kind of crazy to think about that in 1925, NBA, there would be a jump ball after every basket. Now let's talk about something. And let's do uh, the contenders and the pretenders in the NFL. There's a lot of 3-0 teams, but let's separate the contenders and the pretenders. Let's get right into it. First team, I have the Bears. It's the Bears. They're 3-0. I have them going to pretenders. I don't think they're contenders this season. I think there will be inconsistency at quarterback. I think Nick Foles will have one good game. Then maybe he'll have a bad game. They'll want to start Mitchell Trubisky. Then Mitchell Trubisky will have a bad game. They'll want to start Nick Foles. And the defense might collapse a little bit. So I think the Bears are going to turn into pretenders pretty soon. And they're not contenders in my opinion. Next team, we have Bills. The Bills are contenders. And Josh Allen is an MVP candidate. I mean, Josh Allen, 12 touchdowns, one interception. That's absolutely crazy. 12 total touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, 10 passing, and only one pick. That's absolutely crazy to think about. Josh Allen can definitely lead the Bills to the playoffs, maybe even the Super Bowl. You never know. But I think Josh Allen will have a chance at MVP, and I think the Bills are definitely contenders this season. Next team, we have uh, Texans. They're 0-3, so that right now they're pretenders, uh, kind of. I think they'll definitely stay pretenders. 
I think, I mean, their schedule is pretty tough. They have to play the Patriots. I think they'll lose that game. They have to play the Packers. They'll definitely lose that game, I think. And the Texans, they just don't have enough pieces. I don't think they'll be a good team this year at all. Next team, we have Steelers. This one's a bit tough. I think the Steelers at some points will look like pretenders. Some points will look like contenders with their defense. I mean, their front seven is absolutely amazing. Their defense is uh, absolutely crazy. You can't run on that defense. It's just a matter of, like, Big Ben stepping up. I think at some points they'll look good. Some points they'll look bad. But I do have them as contenders for this season. I think they'll have an 11-5 record. But what do you think the Steelers will be this season? In the last team, or second to last team, we have Broncos. They're, I think they're going to stay pretenders. They're also in three. I think if they didn't have as many injuries as they do, I think they can maybe turn to pre, uh, contenders with Drew Locke. But Drew Locke is still hurt. They're an injury to the real team, like I said earlier. Jarrell Casey, Vaughn Miller, Cortland Sutton, Drew Locke. That's their quarterback. I mean, so a lot of injuries on that team. I think the Broncos will have a terrible season this year. And the last team, Titans, if they even play again this season, you I mean, you never know. They're the first team to get three uh, positive tests for players, three for coaches. They're probably going to have to cancel their game this week, maybe the game next week. Maybe the whole NFL will have to shut down. I hope that does not happen at all. But I think if they do play, I think they will turn to pretenders, not contenders. I think the Titans, Ryan Tannehill, I sense vulnerability with him. I think the Titans are some pieces that are missing. Some players, they turn bad. Uh, I mean, sometimes they can be great. Sometimes they can be really bad. So I think the Titans, they do play. They will turn to pretenders. Titans scare me a little bit. I sense vulnerability with them. And that's about it for uh, sensing the pretenders and contenders. You uh, leave in the comments section who your contenders are and who your pretenders are. But those are mine. go to our Around the Bases segment now, where we talk about all the MLB news and a lot more. Juan Soto, the Washington Nationals player, is now officially the youngest player ever in MLB history to win the batting title. That's pretty impressive, I think. And the Mar- uh, Miami Marlins, as I said earlier in the headlines, have officially made the playoffs. It's pretty crazy that the Marlins made the playoffs. They're projected to be one of the worst teams this season. Last season, they were one of the worst teams in MLB. It's kind of crazy. Hopefully they can build on this season for the future. Derek Jeter, the owner, said that this is just a stepping stone. They're gonna make, they can maybe even make a win, uh, win the World Series. I doubt that happens. I mean, Nationals last season from that same division, nobody predicted them to make the playoffs, losing Bryce Harper in the offseason. They won the World Series. I mean, it's 2020. Anything could happen. But let's move over to our bold predictions for the MLB uh, playoffs. Let's get right into it. And number five, I have the Padres making the World Series. I think it could kind of happen. That might not be my World Series prediction, but I do think the Padres have a chance to make the World Series. Number four, we have the Marlins making the NLCS, the um, champion. It's like the conference finals of the MLB, pretty much, if you don't know about uh, the MLB uh, playoffs uh, rules and all that stuff. But I think the Marlins definitely could have a chance of making the NLCS. We'll just have to wait and see. About them, I think they go up against the Cubs in their first series. I'm not uh, completely sure on that, but I'm pretty sure they play the Cubs. I think they could definitely have a chance to win that series. You never know. But that's number four. And number three, I think Aaron Judge will have two games in this series against the Indians where he has two home runs. The Indians pitching is a bit not – it's not stellar. I think Aaron Judge will have a really good series, really good playoffs, and I think the um, Yankees definitely have a chance to make the World Series. So I think he'll have two games where he hits two home runs. I mean, if that does happen, that'd be crazy. I think they have a chance to make the World Series with everybody being back healthy. Number two, I think the Braves definitely have a shot to win it all. I mean, that's not my prediction. I think they definitely could have a chance to win it all. We'll have to wait and see. They're a great team, Ronald Acuna. Their pitching is pretty uh, good. But uh, And Ozzie Albies, a bunch of pieces on that team. Freddie Freeman, every guy on that team, I think they could definitely have a shot to make the World Series. And at number one, my bold prediction, and this is my World Series prediction, 
the Yankees win the World Series. Yes, I think the Yankees will win the World Series this year. Aaron Judge, I think uh, Gene Carroll Stanton, I think all those guys will have a great series. Uh, Glaber Torres, everybody's back. Their pitching is back. Pitching is really good. I think the Yankees definitely have, uh, will win the World Series this year. Uh, I'm 100% certain on that. I don't think you guys think uh, the same thing. Leave that in the comment section who your um, MLB uh, World Series prediction is. But that's mine, and that's my bull prediction to the MLB playoffs. Now let's move to college football and what's next for the teams that got upset and our college football picks for this week. Let's get right into it. The first team we're going to talk about, LSU. What's next for them if they, after they got upset? They play four top 15 teams on their schedule. I pretty much have them losing all of those games, except for the Texas A&M game. Texas A&M, they're a bit um, shaky to me. Kellen Mond, the season, but I do think they can win that game. But all the other games against Florida, um, against Alabama, against uh, Auburn, I think they're going to lose all of those games. So, I mean, that's pretty bad for LSU. I think they're going to have a pretty a lackluster season. I think that losing to Mississippi State, that pretty much proved that they're not a great team this year. I mean, they won the national championship last year, so if you're an LSU fan, I wouldn't be too sad. I mean, winning the national championship is, is the greatest thing, I mean, for a fan, pretty much. But I do think LSU, I don't think they'll have a great season at all. Uh, Miles Brennan threw two picks. He had a QBR of 32. That's absolutely atrocious. So I think Miles Brennan, he can maybe pick it up. But two picks and a QBR of 32 is not good at all, and I don't see LSU picking, uh, having a great season this year. Next team, Oklahoma. They lost to Kansas State, like I said, in headlines. I mean, Oklahoma, I don't know what happened to them. I mean, I did not think they would lose to Kansas State. I even said in the last episode that they would blow out Kansas State even though they lost to them the year before. This is two straight years where they lose to Kansas State. That's absolutely crazy, I think. Kansas State, I mean, they lost to Arkansas State week one. This is a team that lost to Arkansas State, and now they're being the third-best team in the country. That's crazy to me. Spencer Rattler, I think his Heisman hopes are done. I think Oklahoma's playoffs hopes are done. I think they will lose to Texas and a bunch of other teams, and not a bunch of other teams, but I think they could lose two more games a season. So I think Oklahoma, I think their playoff hopes are now officially done. Now some teams that were almost upset. Texas, how can they build on this? They almost lost to Texas Tech. I mean, motions were high. I mean, it's a rivalry game. Sometimes rivalry games are really close, even if one team's like amazing and one team's really bad. But Texas Tech, you almost lose to a team like that, a team who almost lost to Houston Baptist in week one. That's pretty bad for Texas. I still do have them making the playoff. I still do that. I have them making a great season, Texas. But I think that's pretty bad for them. I mean, I'm glad they, uh, they were able to come back. They were down by 15. For, uh, I think it was 56-41. That's really bad for Texas. But I'm glad they were able to come back. But Texas, they got to watch out for teams like that. Maybe they could get upset later in the season. Texas A&M, they almost lost to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, one of the worst teams in the country. That's really bad. And Kellen Mond, their quarterback, he's putting up game manager stats. Not good at all. I mean, their schedule is pretty tough. Next week, they play Alabama. The week after that, they play Florida. The week after that, they play Mississippi State. That's really tough. Those are all top 15 teams. That's really, really bad for uh, Texas A&M, and I pretty much have them losing all those games. Maybe not the Mississippi State one. We'll have to see how they do the uh, rest of their schedule over the next two weeks. But KJ Costello, I think he could definitely put up crazy stats against Texas A&M. So I think Texas A&M's in big trouble for the season. And if Kellamon keeps on putting up these game manager stats, I think that's really bad for them. Uh, now let's go over to our predictions. So our picks of the week, let's get right into it. The first game, South Carolina-Florida. Florida proved to me that they were an elite team last week. Their defense, I mean, it's kind of, it's a little bit shaky. Kyle Pitts, their tight end, had four touchdowns, and he's a tight end. That's absolutely crazy. Kyle Trask, their quarterback, put up six touchdowns, 450 yards. I mean, uh, similar to K.J. Costello a little bit. Less yards than K.J. Costello, but more touchdowns. I think Kyle Trask or K.J. Costello 
One of them will be the next Joe Burrow. I think it's going to be Kyle Trask, the next Joe Burrow. I think uh, Kedrick Costello's stats will calm down a little bit. I think next week we'll probably throw for like 300 yards. We'll just have to wait and see. But I think Florida is an elite team this year, and I have them being South Carolina big. Next game, TCU-Texas. It's another rivalry game. I think uh, Texas, I don't think they're going to come close to losing this one. I don't think it would go to overtime like the Texas Tech game. I have Texas winning by 17 this one. Next game, Texas A&M, Alabama. Alabama, but closer than you think. I know I said Texas A&M is a pretty bad team, but I think they could try and trip them up a little bit. I still do have Alabama winning this game, though. Memphis, SMU. Shane Bouchelle, I think he'll get the job done over Memphis, and I think SMU will win this one. North Carolina, Boston College. Boston College has a really sneaky defense. Sam Howley threw a couple of picks in week one. I think he got sacked a couple of times. I think North, uh, he needs to pick it up a bit because this is a really sneaky defense of Boston College. I think North Carolina needs to step it up on um, Sam Howell. But I do have North Carolina winning this one close. Oklahoma, Iowa State. Iowa State and Brock Purdy. I thought they were going to be a really good team this year. They lost to Louisiana in week one. That was really bad for them. Louisiana is barely being like group of five teams. They almost lost to Georgia Southern. They almost lost to Georgia State. They won a game-winning field goal against Georgia Southern last week. They went to overtime against Georgia State two weeks ago. So that's pretty bad that Iowa State lost to a team like that. And Brock Purdy, I mean, he did a really bad game against TCU. He didn't have a really bad game, but he did a kind of bad game against TCU. They still won, but Brock Purdy had a horrible pick six. I don't know what he was doing on that play. One of the easiest pick sixes I've ever seen. So Brock Purdy and uh, Iowa State, I think they'll lose this one. I think Oklahoma will get a bounce back win. I think they'll win by a lot in this one. Now, the Auburn-Georgia game, the game of the week. I think Auburn will win this one. It's going to be a close game, I think. But the inconsistency at quarterback for Georgia, I mean, they started Dewan Mathis last week. He had a really bad game. They benched him at halftime for Stetson Bennett. JT Daniels, the USC transfer, is now officially cleared to play. I don't think he'll play this week. I don't think he'll start. I think maybe next week they can start him, but I don't think he's ready yet. He's trying to still learn the playbook, some things like that. But I do think they can put him in for a couple snaps. Kirby Smart, I think he could put him for a couple snaps. Stetson Bennett, I think he'll have an okay game. But I do have Auburn winning this one close, though. But the reason is because Georgia has inconsistency at quarterback. Their defense was pretty good last week. They held Arkansas to under 20 points. Auburn's team is looking really good this year. Seth Williams had a crazy catch in week one against Kentucky. Bo Nix had a pretty good game. Their defense put up great numbers. So I do think Auburn will win this one, but close. And that's about it for our college football picks this week. And news in college football, leave your picks for college football in the comment section. That's more of the fantasy football in my hole. Some players you can maybe pick up. Some players you could definitely drop. I mean, some players had really good games. Some players had really bad games. These are some players you could definitely pick up who are still probably free agents in your league. First, Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead had 26 points last week. I had him on my team. He was a great pickup for me. He had three total touchdowns. I picked him up probably 10 minutes before the game started. That was a great choice. I mean, you should definitely pick up Rex Burkhead if he's still available in your league. He had three touchdowns, 26 points. That's absolutely great. I think you could definitely pick him up as a running back. Next, Justin Jefferson, a Minnesota Vikings wide receiver. He had 23 points. He's pretty much filling the need from uh, Stephon Diggs leaving. I think he's uh, like the new, he could maybe even be the new Stephon Diggs for Kirk Cousins for the Vikings. So I think he could, he's pretty much wide receiver two now for them behind Adam Thielen. I think Jefferson had a great game last week. I think he could be a great pickup for you. I think he'll have great games this uh, season. Next, Nick Foles. Nick Foles, 
he could definitely be the potential star for the rest of the season. I and mean, he's announced a starter uh, now for the rest of the season. Maybe that could change. But Nick Foles had a really good game last week. He had 23 points and he didn't even play the whole game. He's definitely a guy you could pick up. Another guy you could pick up, Jeff Wilson Jr. or Jarek McKinnon, two running backs to the 49ers. It's a bit of a toss-up because one game they might go Jarek McKinnon. The whole time, one game they might go Jeff Wilson Jr. I think Jeff Wilson Jr. is the guy you need to pick up over Jarek McKinnon. I mean, Ricky Mostert is out. Until he comes back, I think Jeff Wilson Jr. is the guy you need to pick up for your fantasy football team. Another guy, maybe uh, Alan Lazard over Marquez Valdez-Scandling. I made a mistake. I was thinking of choosing Alan Lazard over Marquez Valdez-Scandling. I thought, I thought Aaron Rodgers would throw to um, Marquez Valdez-Scandling over Alan Lazard. I was wrong. He only threw uh, to Marquez Valdez-Scandling one time. Alan Lazard got a bunch of points. He had over 100 yards. He had a great game. So you should definitely pick him up if he's still available in your league. Now here's some players you could definitely drop in your fantasy football league. One, Mitchell Trubisky. He's, a, he's pretty much an obvious one. I mean, he's not going to play the next week. Probably He definitely won't play the next week. He probably won't play the week after that. He might not even play for the rest of the season. He might not even play for the rest of his career as a Chicago Bear. I mean, it's, look, it's looking kind of likely if Nick Foles keeps up how he's playing. So I think you should definitely drop him if you still have him on your team. Next, Ryan Tannehill. I saw a lot of people still have Ryan Tannehill in their league. In my league, one guy started Ryan Tannehill. He only got him 10 points. That's really bad, 10 points. So I think Ryan Tannehill is inconsistent. He's not elite, I don't think, at all. No, he's not a good fantasy football quarterback at all. He's not going to put up Patrick Mahomes' numbers. He's not going to put up great numbers. He's kind of a quarterback, a player who will put up stats that are not on the box score, who will put up stats that maybe uh, just stuff like that. So I think uh, you, you need to drop Ryan Tannehill and Mr. Trubisky if you still have them in your fantasy teams. That's about it for fantasy football today. Those are players you should pick up, players you should drop. That's my insight on it. Let's see how we do. Ne- uh, let's see if you pick them up and see how they do next week. Let's talk NFL quarterbacks now. Maybe we should. And I'll say if we should overreact about them or give it time. The first quarterback, Sam Darnold. I think it's a bit of a gray area here for me. I think you need to give him time. He's a really bad coach in Adam Gase. He's not really offensive-minded. I think they should have gone out and um, fired Adam Gase last season. Maybe they should have gone out and gone Eric Binyame, Chiefs offensive coordinator, Patriots offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels. They definitely should have gone after a new coach last season to help Sam Darnold. I think they should have gone after Stephon Diggs, or an elite wide receiver in free agency. I think they should have gone after Stephon Diggs, uh, definitely. Now he's out there, division rival, the Bills. They definitely need new pieces for Sam Darnold. He has no pieces now. He can make a place. I've seen him make plays, but I think he needs more pieces. He has Le'Veon Bell, but he's just a running back. He's not a receiver. He's not really a receiving back. So I think what Sam Darnold needs is a new coach and some new pieces. But I, I think it's, uh, you don't need to overreact about Sam Darnold. I think you need to give him time. Next quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky. I'm going to say overreact here. I was thinking about saying uh, give it time, but I think overreact now because I do think Nick Foles will have a pretty good season, and that's pretty much it for Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, he is a 16-3 ratio this season, six touchdowns, three interceptions. Not horrendous. I don't think Matt Nagy should have pulled the plug on him and taken him out in that game. I think if he did play the rest of the game, they probably would have lost that game. But Nick Foles did uh, get that comeback. I don't think he was playing bad enough to be taken out. But I do think you need to overreact a little bit on Mitchell Trubisky if Nick Foles does have a good season. That's pretty much it for Mitchell Trubisky. I think Mitchell Trubisky he could maybe find a new landing spot this offseason if they decide to trade him. But I do think Mitchell Trubisky, um, I think it's time to overreact on him. Former number two overall pick, had one good season, Pro Bowl. I mean, it pretty much seemed like last season was his only bad season and his rookie year. But I think it's time to overreact on uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Next quarterback, Jared Goff. Let's give Jared Goff time. 
I think Jared Goff needs time. His first season with Sean McVay, absolutely amazing. They went to the wild card. Next season, he took them to the Super Bowl. Yes, the Super Bowl. They lost that Super Bowl, but Jared Goff, an amazing season. Uh, last season, he had a really bad year. I mean, decent numbers, game manager numbers. I think he is a bit of a game manager, Jared Goff. I think he needs to develop into a better player, develop him more skills. Maybe he needs to scramble a little bit more, I think, stop in the pocket more. But Jared Goff, I think you need to give him time. He had one bad season last year. He's having a really good season this year to start it off. So I think Jared Goff, I think it, um, you, you need to give him time. I think this season he can maybe make the Pro Bowl. You, you, you never know. I think Jared Goff, you need to give him time. Next quarterback, Carson Wentz. I'm going to say you need to overreact on Carson Wentz. Here's why. I mean, he's 27 years old. That's, I mean, that's kind of old. Not old for a quarterback, but, I mean, it seems like he's so young. I mean, it seems like he's in his third year of his career. No, he's 27 years old. And some elite quarterbacks when they were 27, most people think he will be elite. Like Tom Brady, when he was 27, he led his team to a 14-2 record. He was, I mean, putting up amazing numbers at 27. Same with Aaron Rodgers, same with all those guys. So I think Carson Wentz, I think um, it's time to overreact on him. He's having a really bad season this year. I think Doug Peterson, I think he will be fired after this offseason. The only good season Carson Wentz had was when Frank Reich was his offensive coordinator. He left um, to go be the coach of the Colts. A lot of people said maybe it was because of his injury. That's why he didn't play well. Um, I mean, that's why he's not playing well, because he got injured the season. He probably was going to win MVP. So I do think uh, Carson Wentz, I think it's a time to overreact on him. I think they need to get him a new coach, a new offensive coordinator, Doug Peterson, I think. I think you need to get rid of him after this season. Yeah, Eagles fans, I don't know if you're happy about that, but I do think it's time to overreact on Carson Wentz. You can maybe get some uh, pieces for him if you trade him. I don't think anybody will take him. It's a $150 million contract. I don't think anybody wants to pick up a $150 million contract for a player that uh, of that caliber. That's about it for the quarterbacks who need to overreact or give it time. You uh, Leave your thoughts on that, and you can make, put in the comment section if you should overreact on Carson Wentz, underreact on Carson Wentz, give Jared Goff time or overreact on him and the other quarterbacks. But that's about it for that today. The Tampa Bay Lightning are now officially the first team to ever win something in a bubble. Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup Finals this week. That's pretty crazy. They're the first team to ever win a championship in a bubble. Uh, it's pretty surprising that they won the bubble going from Tampa Bay all the way up to Canada to win. A, it's pretty much like winning the Finals, winning the Super Bowl, winning the Stanley Cup Finals. It's a big thing. I'm glad they were able to get the job done. The Tampa Bay Lightning are 2020 NHL champions. Let's go over to this or that now. So this or that is NBA Finals Edition. Like who will have more points, who will get more rebounds, who will get more threes. The first one is who will get more points in this, who will average more points in the series, Jimmy Butler or Anthony Davis. I said earlier, Anthony Davis have a terrible series. So I do think Jimmy Butler will get average more points in this series. Next one, which three-point duo will make more threes? Uh, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, or uh, Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green? This one really isn't close at all. Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, I mean, they're maybe the best uh, shooting duo in the NBA. I love Duncan Robinson. Yeah, I mean, he was an elite shooter at Michigan. I watched him there. He was a great player there. Same with Tyler Hero at Kentucky. That's a dynamic duo, so I definitely think they would uh, get a lot more threes in this series than Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green. Next one, who will get more rebounds in this series? Uh, Bam Adebayo or Dwight Howard? This is kind of a close one. Dwight Howard, I mean, obviously, he had a really, really good conference final series against the Nuggets. He had a double-double in just his first game starting. I think the, that Dwight Howard will get more rebounds in this series. Bam Adebayo, he's an elite um, defending force. I mean, he's really good at defense, uh, on defense, but I don't think he's uh, as elite as a rebounder as Dwight Howard is. So I think Dwight Howard will get more boards in this series over Bam Adebayo. 
But I still do think Bam Adebayo have a really good series. Uh, I think he can get a lot of points. He pretty much won game six of them, as I said earlier, in the conference final series against the Celtics. That's about it for this or that today. Leave your thoughts on that in the comment section. Now let's go to sports all around the world. Maybe some sports you're not familiar with. Maybe you are familiar with this sport. I mean, the UFC, there was a crazy fight on Saturday between Israel Adesanya and Paulo Costa for, uh, for the championship. Israel Adesanya defended his belt. He's still the reigning champion. He beat Paulo Costa in the second round. And he's still the champion of the middleweight division in the UFC. So congratulations to him. Now it's more tennis, as um, the French Open has started. Dominic Thiem, who was the runner-up in the French Open last year, who won the U.S. Open this year, just about a month ago. And he's, uh, I mean, he could have a shot of winning the French Open as the runner-up last year. But Rafael Nadal is looking like a candidate, too, to win the uh, French Open. Going for his 13th uh, French Open is absolutely crazy. I think Dominic Thiem definitely has a chance to win this. Last year's finals was uh, Rafael Nadal versus Dominic Thiem. That might happen this year again. But I do think Rafael Nadal will win the French Open. But the French Open is going on right now. The UFC fight on Saturday. That's pretty much it for around the sports and world. So maybe uh, you weren't familiar with those sports, but that's the news. Let's move over to the question of the day now. Who do you think deserves to be the Bears starting quarterback? Mitchell Trubisky or uh, Nick Foles? I think Mitchell Trubisky does not deserve to be the starting quarterback for the Bears. Nick Foles proved himself a little bit against the Falcons. I still don't think Mitchell Trubisky deserved to be benched in that game. But Nick Foles, I mean, what he, yeah, the way he played in that game was absolutely amazing. And I don't blame Matt Nagy um, for making him the starter this week. That's about it for School Year Sports with Lane Frag this week. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.